it was just eye-opening that striving for that level of perfection was killing my health, my relationship, and just about everything of the self that I knew who was fit, strong, and capable and enjoyed life. Welcome to Maximizing Fitness, Fat Loss, and Running Through Perimenopause, the podcast for the everyday recreational female runner who's ready to take charge of her health, hormones, and energy. If dying to maximize your ability to feel, look, or run your best at any age without overcomplicating it, welcome to the right place. I'm your host, Louise Valentine, a multi-award-winning exercise physiologist, holistic health practitioner, performance scientist, nutrition, running, and strength coach. I'm thrilled to have you join us. Each week, I'll keep it simple, straightforward, and science-based as we deep dive into how you can work with your female physiology to ditch hormone havoc, maximize fueling, fitness, fat loss, and injury prevention to live a vibrant, healthy, and high-performance life. To the active, fierce female listening, yes, you can and you deserve to have it all. I'm putting directly into your capable hands the game-changing strategies that I wish I would have had in my own journey. So whenever your heart desires, yes, you can lace up your shoes, go for an energized run, and look fit as hell. Ready to join a revolution of unlocking your best with science and simplicity? Hell yes, you are. Let's get started. All right, ladies. I am so thrilled to be bringing episode five your way going to let you know it is going to be fire. I have had this podcast slash blog article slash sharing these research findings with you on my mind for like 10 years now. And so I'm just, I'm so excited to share this with you and you are going to love what you hear. It is going to change the way you think about your physique running and what you're striving for. My topic or title for this podcast, and I'm not sure that I can actually have it. My podcast team will let me know, but it's why having abs at the start line means you're effed. I don't know if I can say that for yet on this podcast. So I'm just going to kind of hold off on that and see until my, my career lets me know. But I do like to keep it real with you guys, as you know. So why? Something that we are we see on social media, we see on you know the running magazine covers, we see pros looking like you know maybe they're just really thin or they're you know you could see their some of their muscle definition, others not so much. They're just you know really thin, and we think as a runner that that's what we should strive for. I know I, I mean I can remember times as a larger runner back in the day where my colleagues in you know, our exercise physiology labs would, we'd test each other and we'd practice on one another. And when my supervisors, for example, you know, brilliant males that I looked up to, I stood on the scale and I remember their face falling as they looked at me and they said, holy shit, you carry a hell of a lot of muscle, don't you? That is not a weight that I would recommend for a runner. (laughs) I mean, my stomach just falls. My heart falls into my stomach just even thinking about that moment when here I was someone who was trying so hard to do all the right things. And I was a little larger of a runner and I carried muscle and I was actually proud of that muscle. And here I started second guessing myself, like maybe I shouldn't, you know, be weightlifting as much, or maybe I should be not eating as much, or maybe I should try and drop some weight. 
And, you know, back then it was like, wow, this is someone in physiology that I, you know, look up to. And it just goes to show that the scientific community and even running coaches and um, these standards that we place on women and what we thought resulted in high performance is not the path to success. So let me share with you the most eye-opening moment of probably my life. I was in a research fellowship where we took the latest research and applied it and summarized it in a research report, some of which was related to running injury prevention, running injury outcomes, running performance, and just looking at the performance of the U.S. military. That was my research fellowship, but across the spectrum of health, wellness, sleep, activity, nutrition, and what are these health outcomes that are negative that we're trying to prevent? Turns out the U.S. Army has a big problem with running-related injuries because they do what? Run as a part of their physical activity test. So here I was, dedicated to my running, struggling so much with my health. Like I, I was postpartum. I my husband was away, you know, with the army. I had two kids. I was nursing. Like it was a nightmare. It was hormonal havoc. It was brain fog. I remember, you know, trying so hard to make time to weightlift on lunch or get in the runs or train for Boston or whatever I was trying to do. And, you know, at the same time, I had these crazy, this crazy pressure on myself to look like the fitness professional that I was, to look a certain way, to look like a bodybuilder while still trying to run and striving for crazy things like, you know, cut abs that, you know, a lot of us women really want or we think we want but I really want you to start to second guess that right now. And here is even more reason why. So the research outcomes that blew my mind was that we did a large study on the U.S. military and looking at which which runners had the highest rate of injury. You're not going to believe this. Keep in mind that the Army also has an obesity problem. <laughs> okay. so. We have overweight soldiers, over fat soldiers, and obese soldiers. It was not that cohort of soldiers that had the highest injury rate. Guess who it was? Those with the BMI below 19. Let that sink in, regardless of fitness level. So they could be the most well-trained individual, the leanest and look like they have it going on. But in reality, they were the ones who got injured the most. I started putting together, like my mind, you picture like one of those little like speech balls above someone's head and it's just like, you know, like the light bulb goes off, the question marks, everything. I was sitting there in my, you know, cubicle going, oh my gosh. As a female runner who is striving to lose as much fat as possible, look lean, have abs, have muscle definition, I'm going to be injured. In fact, look at me. I, you know, I have bone mass loss. I have for context, osteoporosis, many other reasons why, but that being a part of it, these unrealistic expectations, struggling in my hormonal health and, you know, not truly prioritizing that in my approach and my running also striving to do things like lean out and it was just this big moment in my life where I took a step back and I said, oh my gosh, having a little bit of body fat is my superpower. Like as a recreational female runner with a little bit of junk in the trunk, this is like 
incredible. I'm actually the most healthy. And we don't stop and put all of that together. And there's data to support it, which I, I'm sorry, as a science nerd, like I jump up and down about that. And I know many of those listeners of this podcast do too. So think about that. If your BMI is below 19, it's really time to reconsider your approach in your nutrition and your running. You want to look to do things like gain muscle and ensure that your body is resilient enough to run in the first place. So a couple of things that I really want you to think about today. Number one, having some fat equals fabulous sex. So I'm going to share TMI with all y'all right now. (laughs) When I was, I was honestly working with bodybuilding coaches. I really wanted to see an experiment with trying to look as lean as possible and really become a, like one of those beautiful fit, um, leaner, softer, um, not the big bodybuilders, powerlifters that you see, but more so like the fitness professionals. I really just wanted to try and do that once in my life. And I started to look really good. Like, I guess by those standards, which looking back, I, that's not what I consider looking good at this point in my life anymore, but it was eye-opening to me that I was avoiding all of these foods. I wasn't having fun on the weekend with my husband anymore. Like we weren't drinking. I went 16 weeks without beer. I don't ever want to do that again in my whole life. (laughs) I mean, like beer is good every once in a while. So the other thing that happened is libido taint. Why? Because having a little body fat means you have hormonal health. You're not draining things like estrogen. Yes. You can start to have terrible sex, not feel orgasms as good as you once did. And no one wants that. There's, I just, I remember looking down at my body while being intimate with my husband and seeing abs and lean thighs. Like I'd never seen my thighs look like that. And I was like thinking, wow, I, I, at first of all, I don't think he cares. He always thought I was beautiful. So like, why do I have these standards for myself? And then, holy crap, like sex doesn't feel good. What I really want it to feel good again. And so I just started putting all of these things together in my own personal experience. And was like, fat equals good sex, fabulous sex. And I want my estrogen back. I want my hormones back. I want to feel like myself again. Like I'm hungry all the time. I have brain fog. This is terrible. And the more I started learning about what I was actually doing to my body, it was just eye-opening that striving for that level of perfection was killing my health, my relationship, and just about everything of the self that I knew who was fit, strong, and capable and enjoyed life. So if you're starting to see these signs in yourself by striving for unrealistic goals in your body composition while being a female runner or trying to think that cutting body weight is going to help you be a faster runner, it's just not. And in fact, you're going to end up injured. You're going to end up with thyroid disorders, with bone health problems, with fractures. It's not a good place to be. So some body fat ladies means a fabulous sex and a fabulous life. So The other thing I want to pay attention to with this is because I've coached some women through these challenges, and I want you to ignore your BMI calculators when you are a woman who carries some muscle. The BMI is helpful in some ways, 
But when it comes to women who carry more muscle, it can kick you into something like overweight or obese when you're not. So do ignore more so to that higher end of the spectrum with BMI. I just want you to pay attention if you use one of those BMI calculators online that you're not too low. The other side of the spectrum is very convoluted and specific to you, your body composition, health history, a lot going on there. Because I can't tell you how many times in my life when I weighed over 150 pounds at my current height, my BMI, BMI calculator was like not my best friend in any way. So I was like, I, I look fine and I'm plenty fit. So um, screw you BMI calculator, which is what I'm telling individuals most of the time to ignore. All right. I want you to remember number two, muscle and mass on your body equals resilience and being injury-free. Not only that, you also look better. So by being diligent with your strength training, by aiming to carry lean muscle in a very positive way, it keeps you resilient, right? That those muscles will be your injury prevention powerhouse. But here's something that it's just a really cool experience I wanted to share with you guys. So in my last race, I, you know, just being someone who is award-winning in the fitness industry, I have speaking opportunities. I have, you know, times when I am towing the start line and there's a lot of eyes on me because here I am, you know, the woman in the local community who's either you know, before I was on a competitive running team. So people were like, Ooh, she's fast. What's she going to do? And other times it was like eyes on me because Ooh, I hear this girl's like award-winning. Like, is she going to run fast? Oh, she's a local cross-country coach. How good is she going to be? And I'm on stage and, you know, I, all these things that go through your head. Do I look good enough? Do I look fit enough as a fitness leader? I'm not super ripped all the time. I'm, I'm so happy with my top abs and my, my oblique, you know, definition there. And the fact that I actually have triceps, when I stop to think about it, my goodness, and I want you to stop and think about your body and the beautiful places that already exist. What I just did there, all of that inner dialogue is not okay, right? It's about self-love. And when we love ourselves continuously, we continue to progress in the right direction, right? When we obsess about progressing in the right direction, we don't do a damn thing, right? But here I was thinking about this 50K race that I had and, you know, posting some things on social media and, you know, it's, it's been a while since I ran a 50K and I was thinking about, oh, I really want to have like great, beautiful cut arms and I want to look really long and lean while I'm running. And you know what? I let go some of that pressure. I ended up having to take a very different approach to my training cycle, given I was fighting some patellar tendonitis. Um, we're in a very busy phase of life in our team Valentine home. So no, I didn't like lean out like I wanted to for that race. I just focused on my PT and my strength and conditioning for my lower body so that I could actually show up at the start line. So it was a little bit of a different approach. And I had the most eye-opening and beautiful experience at the top of the mountain. So here we were in a very challenging race. You know, I, for context, train at sea level here in Delaware. And I just flew out to the mountains of Colorado. And here I was at 10K, ready for climbs. And it was like, ooh, is the elevation going to get me? Am I going to survive? What's going to happen? And you know what happened? Even locals who are running that race in Colorado 
were talking about the way the elevation was impacting them. They were talking about the way that they felt like crap. I was watching people not fuel for miles and miles on end. And I'm hearing like slamming down the tailwind. I've got all the gummy bears. I'm like taking in the cliff bars. And I felt like I was just eating and eating and eating. And I started to feel so self-conscious, but here I was resilient as hell, energized as hell, feeling amazing. The person I was running with, we just talked the whole time about like, what an opportunity, what a gift, what our bodies are effing incredible. And it was the most empowering experience. And when I climbed to the top, the very peak of that race, a woman who was at the side of the hill, as I climbed up said, I have never seen someone with such powerful and fit thighs. You were so incredibly powerful coming up the side of that mountain. Wow. And I just, you know, I thought about it and I said, damn right. Yes. All of the strength training, the strong, powerful woman. Can we rewrite the story so that we're not little, like thin, real looking boys with abs at the start line? That is not the picture of health or resilience for female runners. It's the woman who has the larger thighs, who's still proud enough to wear the short shorts with the cut quads that are injury free who's crushing the race while everybody else who's under fueling and lean as hell is puking off the side of the mountain or complaining about their injuries and fatigue. Damn. (laughs) That just kind of came out guys, but this is the stuff that's been living in me for years and they're finally getting out of this podcast. So you're going to be feisty with me, right? Anyways, I just want you to remember when we see these pictures of poor health in women's running, As recreational women runners, we can be different. When you tow the start line, I want you to be so proud of the body that you're in. Yes, are you a work in progress? Sometimes we are. Do you want to lose a few pounds? It is okay to want to lose a few pounds. Do you want to be a fit, lean runner who looks strong, who carries the lean muscle to be injury-free and is proud of the body that you have? It is okay to want more if you're striving for that right now in your personal fitness and running. I still love the idea of physique changes and being able to carry a little bit, you know, enough body fat to be healthy. But when we compare ourselves, we are just stealing joy from our lives. Don't be your own thief of your own joy, right? Like when we really stop to think about all of this, we've got science backing us. We've got one another backing us, right? The community of the women that I coach and breaking through wellness and the badass breakthrough Academy, you know, program, like we are going to do this a little different. We're going to protect our hormones. We're going to look fit, but we're going to be fabulous along the way. And a lot of times that means carrying a little bit more body fat and that is okay. So if you want more in your fitness, it is okay, but it is a hundred and ten percent okay to own where you are. So my call to action today, I typically leave you with action steps is simply to love yourself, to love where you are, whether you're that work in progress and you're putting one foot in front of the other every single day, or you just know you're owning your beautifully balanced and fit life. You have the ability to have some splurges on the weekend with your spouse. You enjoy the beer You cross the finish line strong, injury-free. You can dial it in when you want to. You can dial it out when you want to. It's your life. You do you. 
With that, ladies, I'm sending you so much love. Share this podcast with a runner friend who needs to hear this message because science backs the fact it's okay to have a teeny bit of junk in your junk. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Maximizing Fitness, Fat Loss, and Running Through Perimenopause. We hope you found it refreshingly simple, straightforward, and actionable. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and helps others discover our podcast. And don't miss out. Hop on over to breakingthroughwellness.com to subscribe to my newsletter. Stay up to date on upcoming episodes, free resources, my live educational events, our community of incredibly strong women, and Badass Breakthrough Academy, the one-on-one coaching program and learning experience for women ready to unlock their best with less stress. Thank you again for being part of our podcast community. Until next time, keep it simple, low stress, and specific to you. And of course, your friendly medical disclaimer, no information on this podcast or provided through any of our services should be used to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any disease or condition. Please always seek the advice of a trusted medical professional, such as your doctor, as needed. We are collaborative here at Breaking Through Wellness as an active member of your team when we work in one-on-one coaching services only. With that, we are wishing you a vibrant, healthy, and high-performance day, finding all the information you need to unlock your best with less stress.